Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are going to have to memorize about 44,000 subtly different drawings of sheds. <laughs> went to Germany. It was culture shock, Germany, the language. I dove into language, intensive German. Six months, 2,000 bucks, totally worth it because I now speak the language uh, like a three-year-old uh, with a severe speech impediment. I could not talk for three and a half years. That was Germany. My friends would ask, what's it like? What's Germany like? Well, it's like I've had a stroke. I cannot talk. I thought I'd learn the German. My friends told me I would. Well, not all my friends, just my friends who only speak one language. They know how easy it is to learn a second language. And they'll tell you, oh, you'll pick up on the German bit because you'll be immersed in people speaking German. Well, guess what, buddy? You're, you're not immersed in people speaking German. You're immersed in people speaking English with a German accent. <laughs> so no progress with my German, but amazing progress with my German accent, no. I am not bilingual, but I can sound bilingual. Yeah, it's wonderful. This is great. Now I use my accent to impress random strangers. I can just use it here to impress people. Yeah, I will take the fries with a hamburger. Thank you for the good questions you're making now. Wow. Gee, your English is excellent. Why, thank you. Wow, hey. First time I hear this. Wow, thank you. That's just because English isn't your native language. No, this is because I am from Utah. So I never heard this before. Couldn't complain either. Not learning German, you can't complain. This is what'll happen. If I complain about not learning German, this is what I get. Well, be grateful you're not learning Chinese. Grateful? Why? <laughs> 
Why would you bring that? Why would you bring up something I could never do? I'm not even learning German. Why would I be, be grateful? You stink at something that's kind of easy. You got that going for you. You could be failing at something that's hard, but see, this way you feel stupid and disappointed. You should be grateful. Chinese is harder than German. German's technically kind of easy. The grammar's hard, but there's similar words to English. Same alphabet, whereas Chinese is insanely difficult. There's no similar words or sounds. And, and you have to learn their alphabet. We don't share an alphabet. And it's not just 30, 40 letters. You want to be fluent in Chinese, you are going to have to memorize about 44,000 subtly different drawings of sheds. <laughs> Broken furniture, yoga poses, occasional waffle iron. That's what I see. Like if I look at the menu, how spicy is your broken television? Yeah, really? Well, then I will take the downward dog. Again, I'm a menu coward. Chinese is crazy. There's so many shedra. I think Chinese is the only language on earth in which you can write an entire sentence accidentally. You can just, whoops, I'm literate. How did that happen? <laughs> Sometimes a shed drawing will be a whole phrase or sentence, and you have to memorize the shed with the sentence. Oh, okay, the broken stepladder next to the guys who win the golf club with the two seagulls on the park bench for the roof shed drawing, my foot hurts. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a chimney on the shed. Your foot hurts. <laughs> there's a chimney, it's your foot. When it, wait, there's smoke coming out of the chimney. We've got a new pope. Forty thousand. Anything could be Chinese. I'm convinced. Anything. Like if you smash a spider on your wall and flick the body away, the legs say something in Chinese. It's probably a full sentence on your wall. My name is Bent. He didn't screw up my name. It is Bent. Uh, it's B-E-N-G-T. Swedish name. Swedish. Uh, because I am from Utah. <laughs> I know. Doesn't make sense. Uh, it is uh, Bent, we say Bent. In Sweden, you would actually pronounce the G. It would be Bengt. Uh, but here in Mapleton, Utah, where I grew up, uh, they never pronounce the G, which is how I get my street name, Silent G. Uh, <laughs> which always came in handy on the mean streets of Mapleton. Uh, it's strange, huh, a Swedish name. Made sense to my mom. If it's a name in Sweden, it's a name in Utah. She told me it was popular in Sweden. It was wildly popular in the 1800s. And armed with that knowledge, she sent me to school. And uh, I came home the first day crying. They said my name's not real. Well, did you tell them that in Sweden, Bent is a common name? Yeah, they said in Utah, Bent is an adjective. <laughs> no, your name is not an adjective. It's a past participle verb to bend. Mom had a master's in English. So yeah, Swedish name. I was always grateful for my weird little Swedish name, really was, uh, because my brother Tafeth. <laughs> you can laugh, it's funny. Tafeth. Ancient Welsh for David. Tafeth? Tafeth. <laughs> yeah, my mom dug up a prehistoric name from a dead language. Who does that? Who does that? Well, we were gonna go with Thog. 
But then we had a boy. So we went with Tafa. It's crazy. <laughs> this is my mom's logic. She said, I don't want my kids having to worry about sharing their names with other kids in their class at school. And mission accomplished. It was the only bent in the Western Hemisphere. And Tafeth? <laughs> We've done a Google search? I've done a Google search. Has it been a Tafeth? I don't ever, I don't think. You Google it, guess what you'll get? Videos of me doing this bit. The name stumps Google. So I grew up in a, in a weird family. We were a weird, weird family. You don't know you're a weird family, do you? You don't, until you go to a normal family house and you play at their house. This is when I found out I was in a weird family. I was at my friend's house and their dog pooped in the living room, just right there. And this was what was weird to me as a six-year-old. They cleaned it up immediately. <laughs> their house, this was a big deal. A dog log in the living room was a big deal. Our house, different rules. This was a rule, oh, let it dry. It'll come up easier. <laughs> Those are like jello. You gotta let them set a while. We, we always had at least two, three dog logs waiting to dry and then Every, every couple hours you check them with a toothpick. You get down and you just, it's like the brownie principle in the oven. You just, nope, not ready. It is not done yet. This has been here a while. Did that dog eat some lotion again? Because there's like 40 holes that we could play cribbage in that. We, we didn't play cribbage because we grew up Mormon. Face cards were against the rules. I did grow up Mormon. There's a lot of rules when you grow up Mormon, as you know. There's uh, no drinking, no smoking, no premarital anything. And of course, the most logical rule I learned later, no coffee. It, I know it makes sense. Now, my friends that didn't grow up Mormon explained to me, no Ben, it makes sense. You couldn't drink, you couldn't smoke, no premarital anything. Why stay awake? <laughs> I, we don't even know why you get out of bed. We don't get it. Just stay down. <laughs> it's just gonna get worse. <laughs> it was pretty strict. No swearing either. No swearing. No swearing. Although my mom would spell the swear words. Because then they don't count, apparently. She didn't spell bad words. She didn't spell like a sailor. But, she, but I understand spelling in front of, you know, little kids, but there'd be a whole room full of adult readers and she was still, oh, D-A-M at the H-E double toothpicks. Said, Mom, we know we can read. We can all read. All of us, so can God, we're pretty sure. He's literate. We think he's highly literate. Like she thought she found a loophole for swearing. She spells it, God's up there. Whoa, what'd she say? Did anybody, did anybody get that? Did you get that? Was that some sort of a code language? Was that Navajo? That was Navajo. Gabriel, fetch me a wind talker. No swearing. My dad would almost swear. Uh, he'd come close, his favorite. Shoot. I said, shoot. No, you said shoot, which is Texan for shoot, dad. And we couldn't, we couldn't spell swear words even. If we even spelled a swear word, my mom would knuckle us. Did anybody else get knuckled? She would, right here, once your skull congealed, it was fair game for this middle knuckle. Right there, just whack. 
that knuckle, which eventually was arthritic. <laughs> yeah. It's serious, they call it rheumatoid arthritis. I call it karma, but knuckle you. My dad did not knuckle. My dad never knuckled. My dad is a psychiatrist, so he did not believe in hitting to modify behavior. Instead, he would sit us down uh, and adjust our medication. <laughs> Why spank the butt when you can chemically spank the brain? <laughs> These aren't bad kids, they just need bigger pills. Now I'm old, I'm a parent, I have kids. I agree with mom, I think mom's technique is right. I think kids should be knuckled or spanked. Uh, not hard and not in anger, but at random. <laughs> Just out of the blue, because that's life. Random pain from above is life. Now what was that for? She happens. Well, you hit him too, life's not fair. I am married now, kids. My wife, uh, different than me, my wife did not grow up Mormon. My wife grew up Irish Catholic. Yeah, practicing Irish Catholic too. I, I mean, every weekend, uh, drunk. Uh, <laughs> practicing. <laughs> no, she is different than me. For one thing, uh, she has a job. It's quite different. Uh, my wife is an officer in the US Air Force. Yeah, do you know, yeah. Public affairs, public affairs officer. For those who don't know what that, the implications, public affairs officer, that means every morning she has to wake up, put on camouflage clothing designed for jungle combat, and then go to an office, answer emails while dressed like a bush. <laughs> it's dumb, and they know it's dumb. I've told every office she's had, uh, you know, in this environment, I can see you. You stand out, it's really bad, serious. If, if you had more plants in here, that would help. You could hide, you could stand in front of an open window and sway, that would throw them off. But as it is, if the enemy attacks, here's the plan, storm the building, shoot all the plants. Lose everybody. You, you should be come, going to work dressed as a file cabinet. Like a fax machine helmet, that would make sense. We're a military family. We've moved a lot all over the world. Even seven years ago, my wife was transferred to Germany. So I put my career on hold. Had to make like two calls. One uh, to my mom slash manager at the time. And then I canceled my cell phone plan and I was ready to go. All the loose ends of my career tied up. and. Uh, Followed my wife to Germany, because she's my wife, right? She's the love of my life. She is the mother of my children. She is the source of my health insurance. Uh, so I had to move to Germany in case I got sick. And, uh, it's an American thing still, isn't it? Follow the benefits to a place you hate, usually. If you, if you notice that, the more someone hates the job, the more they bring up the benefits. How's your job? It's awful, I hate it. But the benefits are good. <laughs> If I get sick, then I'll be happy. <laughs> if I could, like, six months in the hospital would be great. <laughs> so I didn't even learn German. I didn't learn German while I was there. My son did. My son was fluent in six months because he's a genius. No, he was three. 
See, he was learning language at a point in life when you're supposed to learn language. I was 46. I was trying to learn language at a point in life when you're probably not supposed to learn anything, I think. <laughs> probably. <laughs> they say it's harder to learn as you get older. I don't know. I know this. I'm now 52. Okay. And for thousands of years, do you know what the typical 52-year-old man did? He died 12 years ago. <laughs> he didn't go over the ocean and learn German, you know? And I think your brain still knows that. So when you try to learn German, your brain, what are you doing? We're just gonna die soon. <laughs> we die next, we don't learn now. It's dirt nap time, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not time to learn, this is a bad investment. <laughs> your brain knows, it's harder. Actually, they say this, after 40, your brain can't remember and learn new things as well. And that's baloney. Here's the thing. My brain could remember and learn new things. It just won't. <laughs> and I know why. This is because it still remembers all that stuff I made it learn in high school and college and then never used. So now it is very cynical about learning new stuff. It doesn't, if I say, come on, we need to learn this, my brain does not trust my judgment. So yeah, that's what you said about high school geometry, straight A's, and now we are a comic <laughs> that can calculate the volume of a cylinder. Useless. Height times pi r square. I could do it. Do I ever use that skill? Calculate the volume of a cylinder? No. Every time I buy a soda, the answer is right on the can. <laughs> they put it for you. I mean, it looks about right. They don't show their work, but I believe them. <laughs> We got lots of useless stuff in our heads. Everybody, even, there's worse cases in the comics. There are people on death row right now that got A's in high school sitting there, man, those A's in geometry are not helping me here on death row. They should not have taught me that information. They, they should have taught me how to hide a body. <laughs> how to clean a crime scene during home ec. That would have been handy. Instead, they teach me how to calculate the area of a trapezoid in case I need to carpet a crooked room. <laughs> no, my rooms are square, pretty much. It's harder to learn, I guess, as you get a little older. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm not old, 52. My wife thought I was old at 40. This is how I know she thought I was old. We got transferred to the beach, California. We're right by the beach. What do I get for my 40th year birthday by the beach? Any ideas, maybe snorkeling gear, boogie board? No, metal detector. <laughs> Does this come with dress socks and sandals? <laughs> Perhaps a hernia belt? <laughs> she thinks I'm old. I found out I think I'm old because I was excited. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go to the beach and find a watch, woo! The only member of the family more excited than me, the dog. When I took that detector out into the yard and started digging random holes, the dog went nuts. You should try it. They'll run in circles and then join in and look at you. Finally, somebody who gets me. <laughs> you do get a little bit older. A bit. Things are changing now. Like I've decided to start coloring my hair. I gotta start coloring my hair because my head has decided to stop coloring the hair on the sides and back of my head, but it will continue to grow brown bangs. <laughs> Just gonna shoot a nice, useful blaze of brown, right? You know, for conversations, face to face. 
Well, look, maybe 42, walking away, 80-year-old man. This is wearing out. My teeth are going. I've got these gaps in the back of my teeth now. I don't know if you have that. There's gaps back here now. I, in the back, I could floss with a tube sock. I don't know how they found the room. Well, I do know how they found the room. They're all crammed in the front. I can't even floss in the front. It's like they just headed for the exit. It is abandoned ship. He smells funny. The end is near. The ship is sinking. And my eyes, when the eyes go, they get worse. They had to up the ante on my lenses this year. They got thick. Can you see them in the back? Can you see them? Can you see them? Yeah? I cannot see them from here. I cannot see my glasses now unless I am wearing my glasses, which is kind of a convenient way to ruin the day. You know, you just set them down, there goes the morning. What'd you do this morning, Ben? I spent three hours walking around the house, gently touching everything in the house. Palpated all the furniture for about three hours. It's my fault. It's my fault. This is the thing. They told me I need progressives, but I didn't want progressives because progressives make you look old. I'm sorry. They do, as opposed to this maneuver. That doesn't look old at all. I, I, I can now adjust my eyesight with my mouth, too. It's, TV is fun. I, I need the glasses to see the TV, but I can't see the remote through the glasses. So now we do the peer over with the remote. And then I just get the button and then I flick the signal at the TV. And I love on the remote, this is what I love about the remote. They make the volume button and the channel buttons identical because they're horrible people. Well, this is the same show as the other channel, only louder. Are we paying for louder channels? Seems like a ripoff. I'm a grandpa. That's when I, I felt old, when I turned into a grandpa. That was a, a line. 48, I became a grandpa. And overnight, you know, you, you go to bed, just a guy, you wake up a grandpa, and I'm, I'm walking to the shower, I go by the mirror, I see myself in my underwear, and I realize I am now wearing grandpa underwear. <laughs> I went to bed in underwear and woke up in grandpa underwear. We have a whole drawer full of granny panties now, overnight. And then I took off my underwear and I thought, I am now a naked grandpa. And I'm shower I'm soaping down a naked grandpa in a shower. Freaking me out. I can never be a naked man again. That'll never happen, you understand that? From now on, I'm a naked grandpa. Which is, that's a good thing, though, because I was not a very impressive naked man. I, I wasn't, I'll be honest. If I ran through the cop. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shop here, naked right now, and you said, naked man! You'd all look and go, say, I've seen better. But if I ran through here naked and someone said, naked grandpa, you'd all look and go, hmm, not bad. Pretty good naked grandpa. I'm the top 20% naked grandpa. It's kind of nice. I've never looked worse and I've never felt better about it. I just love, that's a nice thing as you get older, the shift in the nudity goals, it's wonderful. I really like that. Young people, you're worried, you want your body to be beautiful. My age, I just don't want to make anybody sick. That's just nice. You ask big questions too when you get older, the big questions hit you. You know, as you, how long are you gonna last? Your eyes are this bad. How it's gonna? Sure, you know, ten thousand years ago with this eyesight, I would be dead. You too, you'd be dead. Ten thousand years ago, you'd be dead. Those are thick. You'd be dead real fast, right? <laughs> We'd be dead. We'd be out in the woods chasing furry, blurry, moving stuff with our spear backwards. We don't know. We don't know. We're like sneaking up on a bison. Oh, it's a bear. Now we're dead, because we poked a grizzly with the blunt end of our spear. It's a fatal mistake. We'd be like a people-hunting story told by bears. Just, once I had one sneak up on me, and then he, like, poked me with a stick. Then he runt right into a tree. That, I am not, ask Ursa, she was there. You remember Ursa, you asked, paw to God. Seriously, I scat you not. Nature doesn't put up with bad eyeballs, does it? It doesn't put up with it. There's, <laughs> there's no cross-eyed cheetahs on the Serengeti. <laughs> Out there chasing two perfectly synchronized gazelles, like, wow, these guys must rehearse forever. <laughs> they are good. There's no bald eagles with lazy eyes. <laughs> the zoo there are, there's a bunch at the zoo. <laughs> but in nature, if you're like, a far-sighted woodpecker? Let me explain. Far-sighted woodpecker's in trouble. That means you can't see up close. That's not good for a woodpecker. It can't like back up and squint. It can't adjust its eyesight with its beak like I can. Can't ask a buddy, are these maggots on the log? Well, it's dead because it has bad eyesight. It's just, bad eyesight's not compatible with hunting and gathering. That's what we used to have to do. We were all hunters and gatherers. Oh, it used to be if you wanted meat, you had to like chase it down with a rock or a stick. You had to run down the meat. Now you can just walk it down. It's right in the fridge. This is meat speed. I'm working at meat speed right now. You just go over to the fridge and get a sandwich. Easy. Sometimes though, even that's too much work. Isn't it? You've had a long day of doing this and you are tuckered out. My phalanges are pooped. You go over to the fridge, you're gonna scare up a sandwich. You do your pre-sandwich, make an inventory, right? Okay, we got the lettuce, the tomatoes, no more craft singles, dang it! <laughs> now I have to slice the tomatoes and the cheese? I can't, can't manually slice cheese, I don't have the tools or the skill. 
the knife's gonna swerve in the cheddar and I'm gonna have a cheddar doorstop screwing up the cheese to sandwich flavor ratios. Oh, I gotta undo the twisty tie on the bread, which is just, who did this? It's like you're going for a merit badge on this. No, wrong way. It's the wrong way. It was right the first time. Do you ever give up on a sandwich? Do you ever do that? You give up. It's too hard. You gotta combine ingredients in order, then there's the twisty tie. I'm only a man. You should go hungry, I think, if you're too lazy for the sandwich. But you don't, do you? You can just go over to the phone now and just order out the food on the phone. Aren't we failing at a very primitive level when we order out food? We are failing to feed ourselves. Hello, Domino's. I am tired and unable to feed myself. <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> and a half an hour later, I'm sitting on the couch watching a show I hate because I lost the remote. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. And it, it's open. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to stand up to get the food. The food is literally tracking me down now. And now it's going to enter my cave. For our ancestors, that's like a mastodon just wanders into the cave, then has like a heart attack over the fire, <laughs> cooking itself after rolling through a sauce puddle and over toppings, and onto sharp rocks, cutting itself into easily consumed triangles. Less than 30 minutes or the next one's free. If food doesn't fly into my top hole, 30 minutes after the phone call, someone failed. It's not me. <laughs> physically lazy. <laughs> I am physically lazy. Well, a lot of us are. This is how lazy I am. I'll wake up, first thing I want to do when I wake up now, after all these easy things in life, the first thing I want to do, any ideas? Go back to bed. <laughs> just regain consciousness. And I just want more uh, unconsciousness. I mean, shouldn't I be a little bit grateful for regaining consciousness? That's an important event. Most important of every day is waking up. Shouldn't I be a little grateful? Like, wow, how long was I out? Nine hours, holy cow, I almost died. <laughs> that was a closey. Instead, I open my eyes, oh, not this crap again. Man, consciousness stinks. <laughs> kind of lazy. This is when I found out I was really lazy. My wife and I, we moved to Germany and I became the stay-at-home dad in Germany, and that was the hardest work ever. The two kids, the housework. Here's the thing about housework that I learned. The other person only notices what you don't do. You can spend hours cleaning that house, or like 20 minutes right before she comes home. <laughs> First words out of her mouth, why is that pan on the stove? Cause I'm gonna hit you with it. <laughs> the stove top recipe for gratitude bring it to you. You gotta clean. We didn't do housework the same. <laughs> I can't even help. I'm bad at the housework. I can't even find things. She'll send me to the basement. And if I say, I, I couldn't, I can't, I can't find it. She gets kind of mean. Well, did you look? <laughs> oh no, I didn't. I just smelled. <laughs> that is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> So I went down there, in fact, I, did, I closed my eyes so I could hear better, and then I took a big whiff. <laughs> Next time I'll look, I'll use my eyeballs. The housework was tough, man. 
We didn't do it the same. Like, even when I helped, it didn't help. Like, my wife said, hey, did you, did you see Ian's mittens? Where is mittens? They're under the bathroom sink. Is she grateful? No, she's angry. <laughs> she's angry because instead of putting them away, I memorized where they were. That's how I do housework. I find stuff in the wrong place and go, wow, you are lost. You stay here, I'll go get help. So Boy Scout rules applied to housework. Do it the same as her. I find you have fights when you start raising kids. They're hard. They're hard. This is it's a tough task. It makes you ask the big questions in life. That's what I find. Why am I here? That's a big question. Why am I here? Usually when I ask that question, it's right after I enter the grocery store. <laughs> and I go, why am I here? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, because my wife sent me here to get something and I can't remember what it is. And I'm not gonna call and ask her because I am not making that phone call again. Just load the gun that shoots ya. It's like, hey, you remember earlier when you sent me to the store? You do? Well, I don't. I was nodding and looking at you. Well, I guess I was pretending to listen. Like, can you answer me this? Did I drive or did you drop me off? Okay, then I will continue to look for my keys. I can't do that, so now I have to wander through the store, hope something jogs my lousy memory so I can remember what I agreed to buy while I was pretending to listen to her, and it doesn't work, so I'll start guessing. I will buy $400 worth of guest groceries, a whole pile, and it never works every time. Come home, did you get the Spanish olives? And then this is what I'll do, oh, I forgot, which is a lie, you can't forget something you never heard. I don't even know what I need when I send myself to the store. I don't know. I think the breezeway just wipes my head clean. I'll come into the store, I'll walk right by the carts, because I don't need a cart. I'm just getting a few items, right? <laughs> Five minutes later, I'm in front of the donuts, loaded up to the chin like a looter. I need a cart, basically. I'm trying to vote something off the island so donuts can come home with. And there is a time limit because within minutes, this gallon of milk is going to rip my fingers off. <laughs> and then people walk by and tell you about the existence of carts. Do you know there's carts? In oh, <laughs> yes, I know about what, like, I don't know what a cart is. Wow, a wheeled basket. Where did you get that? It's a genius. I'd flip you off right now, but then I would drop my bacon. This is my favorite thing to do shopping. I'll go to the store, pay for my groceries, walk out without them. <laughs> After an hour of shopping, I kind of forget what I've been doing. I see the cashier, you look like you could use a couple hundred dollars. There you go. <laughs> but it's fun, it's fun for everybody. So I'll get almost to the door and then the bag boy makes it fun. He'll hold up my groceries and say, hey, you forgot these, you might want these. <laughs> and then everyone laughs with them, oh, silly man. And then I'm embarrassed. So I go, wow, what a weird day. It's not, it's normal. <laughs> That's none of their business. And it's fun. This was the funnest I had with this. I forgot the groceries like normal. I'm embarrassed, I get my groceries. I get almost back to the door. And then the bag boy, whole different tone of voice. Uh, sir, and your wallet and keys. 
whole different tone. You know, it went from this is funny to this is a serious situation. <laughs> is this like a silver alert? Is that what they call it? <laughs> and he didn't wave them around either. It was very careful. He handed them about slow and like no sudden movements. It, like he was feeding a carrot to a wild deer. Gonna, don't run, little buddy. There you go. And the people weren't laughing either now. They were looking at each other like, wow, we should not have been laughing at him. I did not know he was that dumb. And the produce manager knew. He was serious to him. He kind of came over slow. Then he kind of grabbed my arm and like, uh, are you here alone? Alone, as in who is watching him? Does he have a bracelet or ID or something? So he said, are you here alone? And uh, this was my response. <laughs> which is the wrong response and he, he grabbed harder and he said uh did you drive and i'm like yes i drove alone and i'm fine i'm okay can we help you out to your car no i don't want you to help me out of the car okay i don't want you out there when i can't find that <laughs> so that's the last step it's me in the parking lot with my ford fiesta keys in the air just trying to use them to set off the alarm on my little Spanish party. <laughs> Ditsy brain. Which, when you're raising kids, is a problem. I, I had a baby. I was in charge of a baby with this brain. Baby's easier than toddlers, of course. You can just watch the baby. Toddlers, you have to, like, intervene. Because 10, 30, 100 times a day, they'll make an attempt on their life. <laughs> No warning signs. I'll just be playing and all of a sudden, I wonder what electricity would taste like. <laughs> and then you save their life and they try to smash in your face with their skull. They're like, meddling giant. <laughs> but... Babies. This was the hardest part about the babies. I had the baby at home. This is in Germany. My wife would call from the office around 11. So how's the baby? And I would panic because I had not thought about the baby for hours. <laughs> How's the baby? Better question. Where's the baby? I'm in, I hope it's upstairs in the crate or the crib. Either way, it's the same thing. It's a her fancy crate. But I'm not sure it's up there because I haven't heard nor smelled it for a couple hours. I hope it's sleeping and constipated in the crate. That's what I'm hoping. That was my deal with babies. You have to remember where you set them down. They're like your cell phone or car keys. I was in charge. In charge of the house with this brain. Scary. <laughs> and at least, at least uh, fights. You do have a little more fights after you get married, raising kids. Like I got my son ready for bed once. Got him ready for bed one night. Brush his teeth, read the story, put on his pajamas, bring him in to see my wife to say goodnight. My wife said, well, he doesn't match. What are you talking about? His pajamas, they don't match. You have them in spaceships and dinosaurs. And I said, no, I have him in a shirt and a pant. If I had him in a shirt and a shirt, you would have an argument. That would be bad for his little psyche, like a shirt pant, some sort of high-waisted crotchless capri. It's not good for a little guy. The spaceship dinosaur, we're gonna sleep through that crisis. Literally, no one will ever see that, ever, ever. Worst case scenario, kidnapper. Like, gets him under a dome light in the van. Well, this little feller doesn't even match. Not gonna get any ransom for this unwanted child. 
That's the worst that could happen. Like an embarrassing Amber Alert. And my wife did not agree. She said, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I care about matching pajamas. How hard is it for you to make pajamas match? How hard is it really? And I said, it's easy to make a match. Watch this. And then I turned out the light. <laughs> no, don't clap for that. I should not have done that. That was mean. <laughs> you're different. You like different things. That's important. You actually become emotional opposites after you become a couple. Did you know this? When your partner gets very upset emotionally, your instinct is to try to calm them down by acting calmer, which makes them feel clinically insane for being angry. So they get angrier, then you get calmer, they get angry, and then maybe you tell them now, calm down, and then maybe someone dies right then. Never tell them to calm down. You try to act as angry as they are. And if you want them to calm down, you should probably act about twice as angry. Do you see when I'm, say you're driving, you're stuck behind a slow car in the fast lane. He's really upset, right? Now, if you sit here, calm down, calm down, makes it worse. But if you say, stop screwing around and run him off the road. <laughs> Just run him off the road. The golf clubs are in the truck. You beat him in the hospital. Let's kill this. <laughs> See, and then he will say, oh, oh, maybe we should just both calm down. You get married, you don't know how different you are when you meet. You don't notice how different you are in your meet because you're so hot and heavy in love. Those engaged couples are creepy. They have no idea. <laughs> I was next to an engaged couple on a the plane. They're already kind of making out. Because <laughs> that's what they are. And then we take off and they announce an emergency landing. They're going to empty the fuel on the plane. And it's scary, scary. I'm worried. The engaged couple start making out more. He said to her, at least we'll die together. I can live without you anyway. You're the one. Just sick. So now I'm terrified and nauseous. But that's the engaged love phase. But meanwhile, right across the aisle, is an older married couple. I told you we should have taken an earlier flight. They're going to squeeze in one last fight before they die. Because they're married. That's what you do. It's like, oh, so this is my fault. I say sleep in and everybody dies. My fault. You know, why don't you talk louder? Then everybody on the plane will want to die like I do. You could do that for the whole plane. I want to die. I'm taking off my seatbelt. You see that? I'll put down the tray, too. I want to die. The thought of living to face your mother alone? I think not. She married you. The activities that were romantic while you were dating will make you fight <laughs> after you get married. Do you remember this? Let's go for a drive when you're dating. Awesome. How's the married drive, married couples? How is that? <laughs> Wonderful. I stare, she tells me when I screw up. <laughs> and by when, I mean when it is too late. Every time, you should have turned there. I should have turned. Thank you for withholding that information <laughs> until it was criticism. That was beautiful, the way you weaponized it. I noticed this the first time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My wife and I went married canoeing. Also the last time we went canoeing. <laughs> with my sister and on her fiancé. See, they were in the engaged canoe. They're in the love boat. We're in the Titanic. Engaged canoeing was awesome. He's in the back steering, like you do. She's up in front spotting for rocks. Left, honey, a little more left. All right, my little navigator bunny. Then they would hit a rock. Well, that was my fault. No, that was my fault. You are so awesome. You are more awesome. That was what they They would hit rocks, argue over who was more awesome and then make out. Just disgusting, sick, sick. Fish were puking. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the merry canoe, the merry canoe, my wife's up in front, I'm in the back, she's up there, left, okay, left. We need to go, Le try your other left, genius. <laughs> Holy mother of dumb, have you forgotten your left from your right? Seriously, have you ever known the difference? Have you been guessing for 32 years? <laughs> and then we get the canoe in the water. Mary canoeing was two hours of staring at the back of her knacking skull, then down at my paddle, and then back at her skull. Oh, you should have worn a helmet, baby. When the Mary canoe hits a rock, you're gonna kill us both! Man, you got it half right. So if you're married, you both understand that impulse to kill, but you don't. You don't when you're married. You never hit or kill your spouse, and that's married love. All the proof you need when you're married, right? You still love me, baby? You woke up, didn't you? <laughs> hey, you guys, you've been wonderful. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>